Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today we are learning Dafchaf Chesamuralif. We left off Mamish in the middle of a conversation on the bottom of Chavzayin Omid Beis. We were discussing the source of Rabbi Yehuda's din that the way to get rid of chametz, there is only one way to get rid of chametz, ain't beer chametz ela sreifa. So the Gemara had brought various limudim, be'ikr, the Gemara wanted to learn from Neusar, and each time the Gemara slugged it up with different, with different kashas. So the, let's, let's back up a few lines here to, just to, just to be able to jump in. Amrulai, two lines from the bottom. Um, Rabbi Yehuda had just finished saying that Noisar and Chametz are similar. Noisar is Asr Ba'achila. Noisar means a carbon that's left over, that the Zman of Achila is finished, and, um, and there's still carbon left over, so it needs to be burned. So Noisar is Asr to eat, and it's Asr to benefit from, because you can't benefit from Hektish. And um, and there's a there's a chiyuv uh, of kares if somebody does so, and chametz as well is usher to eat, and you can't benefit from chametz, and there's a punishment of kares on chametz as well. So so we we can learn from noiser to chametz, and by noiser the pasuk says openly that when there's leftovers to a carbon, it needs to be burned. So we can extend that to chametz, which is so similar to Neisar, to say that it also needs to be burnt. Amru Lai, the Chachamim, responded to Rabbi Yehuda, again, two lines from the bottom on Chavzayin Amid Beis. They said to him, This is a incredible, incredible Gemara. The Gemara says, the Gemara says this, this brilliant objection to Rabbi Yehuda's uh, comparison. They said, no, I'm going to show you a case that's exactly like you just described Neusser and Chametz. I'll show you a case that you're not allowed to eat it, and you're not allowed to benefit from it, and if you do eat it, the punishment is karis. What case is that? So what they did was, they, they thought to themselves as follows. One second. A shor haniskel, a shor that's getting skila, we learned several times, um, is aser bahana. Ubal ashor naki, it's aser bahana. You're not allowed to have hana from it. Now, a shor haniskel has chaylev in it. Chaylev are the fats that are aser to eat. And the halach is that if somebody eats chaylev, they're chayiv karis. So what about the chaylev of a shor haniskel? The chaylev of a shor haniskel is is chiv karis and an iser achila and an iser hana, so so <coughs> so that works out perfectly. Stam chelav you can have hana from, but chelav of a shor haniskel that's uh, that's that's a situation where it's aser ba'achila and bahano and you get karis. So it's exactly like noisor and it's exactly like chametz. And what's the halacha? The halacha is that you do not need to burn the chelav of a shor haniskel. 
So you don't bring a raya from Neusar, which is Osar Ba'achila and Bahano and has a Chi of Karis, and it has to be burned, because the Chelev of Ashar and Iskar also has an Isar Achila and an Isar Hano and a Chi of Karis, and it does not need to be burned. Amruloi, they said to him, Chelboi shall Shor Haniskal Yoichiach. The Chelev, the fats of Ashar Haniskal can show us that this is not a good comparison. Shaosar Ba'achila, because you're not allowed to eat it, Ubehano, and you can't benefit from it. The Onush Karis, and the punishment for it is Karis. The Ein Ta'un Sreifa, and it does not need to be burned. So this slugged up the Taina of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda went back to the drawing board and said, I'm going to give you a different comparison. Choza Rabbi Yehuda, starting Chavches Amar Aleph, Choza Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda went back, Vidonoi Din Acher, and he said a different comparison. He was done a different Din, a different comparison. Something that's unique to Neusar and Chametz that you don't find by other things. And that is that there is a specific lav that you should not leave over. There's a mitzvah to make sure not to leave over. So as follows. Chazar Rabbi Yehuda v'donoi din acher. Neusar yeshnei bebal siru. Noisar has a din, don't leave over. Don't create noisar. The chametz bebal siru. Chametz also has a din, don't leave over. Of course, we don't call it don't leave over. We call it don't own it. Bal yira, bal yimatze. But, but the, the Gemara is just in order to show the parallel to noisar. The Gemara is referring to it in a similar fashion as the Pasuk by noisar. But both noisar and chametz, there is a hakpada that you shouldn't have it. Unlike most other things that you can't eat or have hana from, Neusar and Chametz have an additional din that you shouldn't, you can't have it. So man Neusar besreifa, just like Neusar, just like Neusar needs to be burned, af Chametz besreifa, so to Chametz besreifa, so to Chametz should be burned. So this was Rabbi Yehuda's comparison that Rabbi Yehuda learned from Neusar. That it, it, this was a chiddush that Rabbi Yehuda understood that the iser to leave over Neusar is similar to the iser to have chametz. I am sure that you realize they're not exactly the same. You're allowed to have Neusar once you leave it over, and you know that it's not it's not exactly the same tzura of the of the iser. But the Rabbi Huda felt that there's a comparison here in the sense that both of them have a zman that you have to have gotten rid of it by then. Noisar should not be left over till the morning and chametz should not be left over until Pesach begins. So you have this parallel between Noisar and chametz and just like Noisar, the Torah tells me that it should be burned, so too chametz is is, also should be burned. Amru Lai, they said to Rabbi Yehuda, halfway of fellow, they said to Rabbi Yehuda, one second, Rabbi Yehuda. Asham Talud, there's a carbon called Asham Talud. V'chatos ha'oyt ha'ba'al ha'tzapin. And there's another carbon that's called a chatos ha'oyt being brought on a tzapin. I'll explain what that means in a minute. Lidvarecha, according to your shita, Yoichichu, they will show that you cannot compare to Neusar. What's going on here? 
So let's look at each one of these things quickly and clearly. Asham Talui is a carbon that's brought when a person has a suffix if they did an Aveira that needs a carbon chakas. So the example Rashi says is that a person has two pieces of meat in front of him. One is Chelev, one is Shuman, meaning one is Trace and one is Kasher. And he ate one of them, he's not sure which one he ate, so he does not know if he violated the terrible Aveira of eating Chelev. So there's a carbon to bring when a person is Mesopic called an Asham Taloi. Okay? If the Asham Taloi becomes puzzle or becomes nicer, so then there's a question of how to treat it, as we'll see in a minute. What do you do with this Asham Taloi when it becomes puzzle? Similarly, that's with that's the case of Asham Taloi. Now let's move on to the case of Chatos Ha'oif Ha'ba'al Ha'safik. That's a case like this. Sometimes you have a scenario where a person is not sure if they need to bring a carbon, not for an Aveira that they did, but because of a possible Tumah that they experienced. And the example that Rashi says is that somebody um, is Mapil, somebody, um, a woman became pregnant and something came out of her. And it's unclear if it was a Vlad, it's unclear if it was a child or if it was just perhaps a, 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 an empty pregnancy or, or, or something that doesn't have the din of a Vlad. And so it's a suffolk. It's a suffolk. Now the halacha is that when, if it was a Vlad, if it was a, a, a regular pregnancy, so then there's something called Tomas Leda. There's an impurity that exists on this Isha when she gives birth. But if she's unsure if she gave birth, so then she has a possible tumma on her, which prevents her from being able to go to the Beis HaMikdash or to eat from Karbanois and so on. So, so it's a big issue. What should I do? I can't bring the carbon because if I bring the carbon, you know, so then I'm bringing Chulun into the Azara. I, I, I can't do that. I, I, you know, what if I didn't, what if I didn't have a baby? And if, and if it was a Vlad, if it was a miscarriage of a, of a Vlad, so then, so then, then the, then the carbon is a good carbon, but, but I don't know for sure, so, so what do I do? So the Chazal tell us that what you do is you bring a bird. Oifais are, 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 have a din that the Gemara says that they don't have the Isser of bringing Chulin Ba'azara. When you bring an animal into the Azara that's not really a carbon, so that's a, that, that's a possible Chulin Ba'azara. But, but by a, by a Chatos Ha'oif, the Gemara brings from Psukim, the Gemara in Nazir Rashi says, brings from Psukim that the, you don't have the issue of Chulin Ba'azara, so you bring a Chatos Ha'oif, Misafik, you bring it Misafik. If it's a carbon, it should be a carbon. If it's not a carbon, it shouldn't be a carbon. Now, you have to realize that when you bring a Chatos Ha'oif Misafik, you cannot eat it. Because the way that a the way that a, a, a bird is shechted in the Beis HaMikdash is through something called malika, which means that the, the kayan uses his sharpened nail of his thumb to cut the neck of the bird. So that's an interesting thing. It's a fascinating thing, the concept of malika, because malika is something that's only kosher for a carbon, but not for a non-carbon. 
In other words, if you bring a carbon of a bird, so then you don't do shechita with a knife. You do this special thing called malika. You do with the with the with the with the thumbnail, and and it's fine. That's the way the Torah says to bring a carbon. But on the tzad that it's not a carbon, don't forget this woman is mesupik if this is a real carbon or not. On the tzad that it's not a carbon, malika doesn't work, and you need a regular shechita, and this animal is a nevela. So you have a suffolk here. So anyway, we have these two cases. The asham tali, the carbon that was brought, me suffolk, did he or didn't he eat something that was treif? Or the chatos ha'oifa ba'al ha'suffolk, did she or didn't she have a, a, a mapala, a, 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 a miscarriage of a vlad that would give her tumas yeledes and therefore she needs to bring a carbon or is it not a carbon? And in both cases, the the animal needs to be gotten rid of somehow. And the question is how. And that's where the word lidvarecha. If you're looking at the the Gemara on the fourth line, lidvarecha. Asham taloi v'chatas oif habala suffik lidvarecha yoichichu. Why? What does it mean lidvarecha? Because the Gemara, the Mishnah in Tmura, the last Mishnah in Tmura says that there is a machloikis Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim, what to do with an asham taloi that becomes puzzle or with a chatos ha'oif ha'baal ha'safik. And Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yehuda's shita is that it is not burned. Rabbi Yehuda's shita is that the asham taloi is buried, it's bekvura, it's buried, and and the chatos ha'oif actually is thrown into because it's very uh, easily falls apart. It's thrown into like a a, a channel of water that ran near the base hamikdash, and uh, and that's what was done to it according to Rabbi Yehuda. According to the Chachamim, it was burned. Now it seems like we just dramatically changed the subject. We were just talking about Neusar and Chametz, and now I'm giving you this Arichas about the Asham Taloi and the Chatas Ha'oyf Abal HaSafik. But the truth is that we didn't change the subject at all. Because what's going on over here is that the Gemara is saying that according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have a very big kasha. Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have an example of something that's usher to eat, you have an example of something, I'm sorry, that's usher to leave over as a din of balta siro. You're not allowed to leave over just like, just like all kachim. And still, it's not besreifa. It does not get burned. So Rabbi Yehuda wanted to learn chabitz from Noisar, that if it has a din, that it can't be left over, that it, that it has to be burned. But according to Rabbi Yehuda's shita, Rabbi Yehuda l'shitasai, according to his own shita, that Rabbi Yehuda in Tmura says that the asham taloi and the chatas ha'if ha'baal does not need to be burned, but rather it's, it's, it's destroyed in a completely different manner, so you see that not always when when there's a din of uh, not always when there's a din of of baltoisiru do you have a case where where where, where it's necessarily bisreifa? Okay, so let's see that inside. He says like this. Um, Amrulai, they said to him, Asham Taloi Vikhatu Saifa Bala Safik Lidvarecha Yechichu. 
Ashem Taluy and this Chatos Ha'oyf Abo'al Asafik. According to your Shita, they show that you're wrong. Shehein Bebal Taisiru. They have the Iser that you have to, you have to, you can't leave it over. You have to finish it by a certain time. Sheonu Oimrim. Our Shita is about these things. Bisreifa that they should be burned. But ve'ata oimer bekvura, but you hold that it needs to be bekvura. You hold that it needs to be buried. So according to you, Reb Yehuda, you have a problem. Shosak Reb Yehuda. Reb Yehuda was silent. It seemed to be a problem. Reb Yehuda, um, uh, 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 like was machnia to the kasha. Now this is very interesting that Reb Yehuda was caught by his own shita. Omar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef said, Hainu da Amri Inchi, this is what people say, Kapa dechata nagra begava nisroif chardala. Kapa dechata nagra means a spoon that was formed, that was chiseled out by a carpenter, begava nisroif chardala, with it, he was burned by, uh, by, by, uh, by mustard. In other words, what it's saying is that the guy who made the spoon ends up getting burned by it. And I was imagining there's something spicy in the spoon. So the guy who made the spoon was burned by it. So that's similar to Rabbi Yehuda, who he's the one who, he's the one who said this halacha that it's bikvura, that the Osham Toloi and the Chatos Ha'oif Abala Suffolk are bikvura, and he's the one who en- and ended up slugging up his own shita that ain't beer chametz el Now the Gemara brings two other phrases that are similar. Omar Abaya Abaya said, Sadna besadni Yosef, the one who made the shackles, like the leg irons, um, the Mepharshim say, if something, you know, for a prisoner. So the one who made the leg irons, besadni Yosef, he's sitting in leg irons. In other words, he's, he's shackled by his own shackle that he made. Midvil yode mishtalim, from the work of his own hand, he's being paid, he's being punished, so to speak. So the same thing again, Rabbi Yehuda, who his own shita slugged him up. And Rava Omar, Rava says also a similar Lashon that people say, Gira'a begire maktil. When the person who makes arrows is killed by an arrow, Midvil yade mishtalim, he's also, he's getting paid back from the work of his own hand. So this was like this, uh, this like interesting hashgacha that Rabbi Yehuda's own shita served to bring down his drasha. Okay. The Gemara goes on to bring that the Mishnah said that according to the Chachamim you do not necessarily need to burn the Chametz but rather you break it up and you could throw it into the wind or you could throw it into the Yam, into the ocean. The Gemara has a Shaila. How do you read this Mishnah? What's, what's the Pshat in the Mishnah? Do you say mefarer vezayre laruach umefarer umateliam? Do you say that you break it apart and throw it into the wind, or you break it apart and throw it into the yam? Meaning that both cases, whether you're throwing it into the wind or you're throwing it into the yam, both cases need it needs to be crumbled up. It needs to be broken up. Or do you say mefarer vezayre laruach? 
Of course, to, to throw it into the wind, you have to break it up. That's what makes it into nothing, when you just throw the crumbs into the wind. But to throw it into the ocean, that's while it's intact, because when you take bread and throw it into the water, it falls apart in the water. In other words, do the Chachamim hold that you need to break up the bread when you're throwing it into the water or not? So let's see. So Zakti Gemara like this. So, the Mishnah says regarding Avaidazara Kihai Gavna. The Mishnah says a similar thing regarding getting rid of Avaidazara. We know that Avaidazara, um, you know, you, we have to destroy, it has to be gotten rid of. And there's a Mishnah in Avaidazara that says a similar thing about Avaidazara. What does it say? Rabbi Yossi, Oimer Rabbi Yossi says, we're talking about Kalim of Avaidazara. Shaykh, you grind them up, Vizaira Laruach, and throw them into the wind. Or you put it into the ocean. And it's exactly, you have exactly the same Shaila, Vi'iboyalahu, and they had the same Shaila. Heichi Ka'amar, which, what, what did Rabbi Yaisi mean? Shaykh, Vizaira Laruach, Vishaykh, Umataliyam. Did he mean that you grind it up and throw it into the wind, or grind it up and throw it into the yam? Or perhaps, you have to grind it up when you throw it into the wind. But to put it into the yam, that, that you could let the yam do what it does and, by, and you don't have to, that's, it's enough that you threw it into the yam, that it's gone and you don't need to, you don't need to grind it up. Omar Rabba, so Rabba said as follows. Rabba said, Mistavra, Avaidazara, it's in, from various Mishnayas, you see that by Avaidazara, when they said to throw it into the yam, they didn't mean just to throw it into any yam, they meant to throw it into the Dead Sea, into the yam hamelach, meaning to throw it into a place where people won't chance upon it. Ships aren't passing by there. It is completely away from humanity. So so Rabbah said that it would make sense to say that Avaidazara, where it's being thrown mamish into a place that people don't pass, so it doesn't need to be ground up because you don't have to be afraid that someone will find it and use it and it's usher to be used. But chametz, the lashar nehorais ka'azel chametz, that when we throw out our chametz, we'll, we'll throw it into any river, so then it could very well be that somebody will find this chametz floating on the river and eat it by mistake on Pesach. So then we want to get rid of it completely. So chametz, the lashar nehorais ka'azel chametz, which is going to other rivers, ba'ipirur, it needs to be broken up. Omale Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef said to Abaya, Rabbi Yosef the Rebbe, said, I'm sorry, I, I, I said the Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef was Abaya's Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef was not Rabba's Rebbe, Rabba and Rabbi Yosef were contemporaries. Omale Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Taina to, to Rabba, Adar Rabba, the, 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 on the contrary, Ipcha Mistavra, I have a svara to say the opposite. Which is a keli, it's a hard keli. It doesn't melt as easily. It doesn't fall apart in the water. 
So it's just going to float there in the water, so that you have to grind up, because it's not going to fall apart on its own. But bread, chametz, dememis, chametz, which falls apart, if you ever put a piece of bread in water, you see how fast it falls apart on its own, so then it's not necessary to break it apart. Zokti Gemara, Tanyo Kavosei de Rabba, Tanyo Kavosei de Rabbi Yosef. There's a brisa that seems to hold like Rabba, and a brisa that says like Rabbi Yosef. Tanyo Kavosei de Rabba. There's a brisa that says like Rabba. The brisa says as follows. If somebody was walking in the desert, and it became time for Pesach, so he has to get rid of his chametz. There's no... There's no, uh, there's nothing, he's, he's in the midbar, there's no way to get rid of his chametz. So what do you do? Mifarah, you break it up. Vizayra laruach, and throw it into the wind. The b'raisa goes on to say, If a person was in a ship, and Pesach came, so what's he going to do with his chametz? Mifarah, you break it up. And you throw it into the yam. So you see a raya to... <coughs> to Rabbah's approach, that by chametz, that by chametz that you're putting into the yam, you want to break it up because you want to make sure that nobody else finds it. But we also find a raya to Rabbi Yosef. Tanyo kavosi de Rabbi Yosef is also a brisa like Rabbi Yosef. If somebody was walking in the midbar and he needs to get rid of Avoidazara. In this case, we're now we're talking about Avoidazara. So, Shoichek Vizoyra Laruach. You grind it up and you throw it into the wind. Hayamahalech Besfina. If he was walking, if he was going in a ship, so Shoichek Umatil Yam. So then you, you grind it up and put it into the Yam. So you see, like Rabbi Yosef, you see that by Avodah you do need to grind it up. You need to, you need to, to break it down, um, because, because you, you, it's not going to happen on its own. So that's an indicative of the Shita of Rabbi Yosef. But now the problem becomes that each Brisa that's a Raya to its Manda Omar is a Kasha on the other Manda Omar. The, the Brisa that said like Rabbah is a Kasha on Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef said that Chametz does not need to be broken up when it's thrown into the Yam. And the, the Brisa that's like Rabbi Yosef is a Kasha on Rabbah. Rabbah said that Avedah Zara doesn't need to be broken up when it's thrown into the Yam. So the Gemara says, Shchika kasha l'rabba. The case of Avodah Zarah is a kasha on Rabba. Pirur kasha l'rabbi Yosef. The case of Pirur, breaking up the bread, is a kasha on Rabbi Yosef. I should have mentioned in the beginning of this discussion, just the code words here, that whenever you say the, see the word shchika, it's like grinding up something that's hard. When you use the word pure, it's making something into crumbs, like breaking up bread. That's how we could tell the difference between what the case is. Pure is always lechem, shchika is going to be something that's hard, metal, wood. Okay, so the Gemara says like this, so shchika is kasha l'rabba, and pure is kasha l'rabbi Yosef. So the Gemara says, no, it's not shver. Shchika l'rabba kasha. It's not a kasha, the grinding up of the... Um, Avodah is not a kasha on Rabbah, because Rabbah said that the reason why the Avodah Zara, um, needs to, does not need to be ground up is because it's thrown into the Yama Melech and you're not going to come across people. 
But over that b'risa, we're talking about throwing it into a regular yam, not the yam ha-melech. So, shechika l'rabba lo'ikasha, holi yam ha-melech, holoshar nehorois. Which, by the way, is the mashmos of that b'risa. It's actually a very nice mashmos, because you're, the guy is on a ship. So clearly, this ship is going to a place where ships go. That would be the pashtas. And piru l'rabbi Yosef lo'ikasha, this that, that it says to break it up, meaning the chametz, to break up the chametz, which Rabbi Yosef said that chametz does not need to be broken up because it just melts away by itself because it's bread and it falls apart. That's also not a kasha. Habechiti, habenama. One is by wheat and one is by bread. When you're talking about bread, so bread falls apart easily when you throw it into the water. But the case of the b'risa wasn't talking about bread, it was talking about a sack of wheat. A sack of wheat, so that's going to stay intact in the water, so you need to spread it out. You know, mefara doesn't mean to make it into crumbs in this case, but it means to spread it out, to, throw, to not allow it to remain clumped together or, or held together in a bag, because then it's more likely that someone will find it, but rather to spread it out. And Be'ezer Hashem, next time we will continue from the Mishnah. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including myrmakimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.